This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, Woe to the complacent in Zion, lying upon beds of ivory, stretched comfortably on their couches. They eat lambs taken from the flock and calves from the stall. Improvising to the music of the harp, like David, they devise their own accompaniment. They drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the best oils, yet they are not made ill by the collapse of Joseph. Therefore now they shall be the first to go into exile, and their wanton revelry shall be done away with. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, my soul. Blessed is he who keeps faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free. Praise the Lord, my soul. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who were bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. Praise the Lord, my soul. The fatherless and the widow he sustains, but the way of the wicked he thwarts. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, through all generations. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, my soul. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. But you, man of God, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold to eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you before God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who gave testimony under Pontius Pilate for the noble confession to keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ that the blessed and only ruler will make manifest at the proper time the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, and whom no human has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal power. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off 
and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carl, on this 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we round out the month of September, uh, just a reminder, this week we do have a saint's feast day, the well-known St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah. And of course, uh, many of his um, uh, St. Vincent de Paul centers in our area are alive and working and doing very important work for people in need. So please continue to support St. Vincent de Paul and many of their apostolates and things, the good work that they do for others. Uh, it's a wonderful way to uh, really help those and live that gospel message, help those in need. Exactly, yeah. Well, today's first reading, we're back to the book of Amos, huh? He does not mince words, Carla. <laughs> oh, he does not, no. No, in fact, in this reading, it's kind of it's a continuation from last week in the warning of the upper class, you know, the elite members of society of the danger and destruction that comes with complacency. Amos admonishes those who profit from taxes and usury fees collected from the working poor and use their wealth in selfish ways, ignoring the needs of the poor. Yeah, very true. And, and I would say that kind of hit on that complacency word. Complacency was their undoing. Uh, they were rotting away spiritually. Uh, they may have had the external uh, look, uh, but as as you know, we all sometimes struggle with, we have to have that interior love of God. And they became, quite frankly, a smelly spiritual carcass. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a visual. We're trying to put yeah. a visual here. Because if you can picture that, then that's what that's what they were inside. <laughs> yeah. Even though they were drinking their wine and doing all their other fun stuff. And, and it actually made me think about um, uh, backpacking. Uh, because I have, uh, in some cases, some of my backpacking experiences, uh, walked by some stagnant water. Uh, and man, that water... It just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have an inflow. It doesn't have an outgo. It just kind of sits there. So you're uh, talking mossy, greeny, slimy. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty gross yeah. and mucky. Yeah. And there's usually mosquitoes there. And oh. I just, uh, it's just not very pleasant <laughs> at all. So I think about that mentally when I was thinking about, you know, this this thing. They're just, they're just stagnant. Um, but yet, there's also times I've been able to backpack by streams and creeks. There is that inflow. There's that outgo. The water is moving. It's alive. It's clear. Uh, it tastes a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So, <laughs> so, so we we need to be the that spiritual stream again. Where we don't want to be so tight-fisted that we don't allow anything in or out. We need to be able to receive 
to recognize God's goodness and then give. And and that's, I think, a, a question maybe for all of us this week is, you know, we need to be spiritual streams. How how alive is our spiritual life? Um, is our worship purely external? Do we just look at Mass as that other checkmark thing that we got to go and spend an hour on? Or is indeed that heaven-touching earth? Um, you know, do we actively engage in our faith life every day and build these small disciplines to go, grow closer to our Lord? Um, these are so many important things that I think that begin making us alive again and more spiritually alive. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, we see St. Paul in the second reading gives us some some antidote to some spiritual stagnation, Carla. Well, yeah, he does. And he reminds us, the baptized Christian community, that we have the God-given responsibility to live by God's law. It is our duty to live our lives in a way that reflects true Christian dignity. And that dignity is expressed in how we carry out the duties in our lives. You know, I just recently saw a meme on a social media post, and it was a it was an image of a man who was asking Jesus if he should have the image of a cross added to his business name logo so that customers would know that he is a Christian. And it shows Jesus is responding to him with something like this. How about you let your customers know that you're a Christian by the quality of your work, the way you treat your employees, and the way you treat your customers? Ah, uh, very nice. And and that brings up, I think, that of course means that they have that person has that discipline to do those things. Mm-hmm. And and I love that if you kind of say take that from the secular point of view, uh, if you look at these uh religious or spiritual sort of, of disciplines. At the beginning of the reading here, righteousness and devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Uh, these are, are, I would say, the goals of a spiritually fit person. And of course, it's easy. You can say, you know what? I'm all into that. And then you go to bed and wake up the next morning and <laughs> maybe you're still a little spiritual lazy. So um, I, I really like uh, the late Jim Rohn. He was a, a business philosopher. I, I think he had some amazing stories that he told from a very simple perspective. And it, this is he he had a, a reflection one time about how to start a new discipline. And he talks about success starts by becoming the master over the small details of our lives. So, you know, a lot of times everyone has had some woulda, shoulda, couldas. You know, I should have called my mother this past weekend. I really should have written this person. I really should have call, told this person I love them before they passed away. I Maybe I should have started exercising a few years ago, <laughs> right? And, and any day we can choose to start working on the basics. It's not, it's not a very um, difficult maybe thing to, to do. It's, it's hard to start it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think this starts that process of the self-discipline. And, and when you see the joy that comes from these small achievements, that is what starts that miracle process of larger achievements. You know, if we have those smallest disciplines, if we just practice them every day, that can start an incredible process that will change our lives together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start that small discipline of reading the scripture readings in Magnificat every morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start that small discipline of praying every morning mm-hmm. for maybe praying for someone I don't like every morning or start something like that. Start out with like the that, morning right? offering, right? Morning. Yeah. Start with these small little things. And then slowly over time, then you build on these things. Right. You build on that small, like, hey, wait, you know what? I read scripture readings every day this week. This yeah. is cool. I want to continue doing this. Right. And and then the major accomplishments, these goals that Paul mentioned, these then began, then can happen with the mastery of the small disciplines because these small disciplines create those muscles to write a letter, to clean the garage, to pay our bills, to start with 
reading the scriptures every morning. These are the things that uh, when we when we start generating those small accomplishments, they really build on each other yeah, and how yeah. important that really is. Oh, good point. So anyway, yeah. that is uh, what I really think that St. Paul, or yeah, St. Paul to Timothy is really talking about because mm-hmm. that ultimately, then we can live that live live that purpose in our life to give glory to God in all circumstances. And we're living, yeah, living out the life that we're supposed to as Christians. Exactly, right? exactly. Yes. Well, the gospel today, Jesus doesn't condemn necessarily the man for being rich, but he does condemn what he does or doesn't do with his riches, Carly. This is a really interesting parable today. It is, it is. And, and you know, look at the way the gospel passage begins. It begins with Jesus said to the Pharisees. And the story that follows is directed at the religious leaders. Now, I don't know, I'm just saying this, but maybe buried in this is a hint about how in the end, even after witnessing all of Jesus's miracles, those same religious leaders will end up rejecting him and hating him to the point of wanting him dead and putting him to death. So the lesson in this gospel reading is about a rich man, like you said, who goes to hell because he lived a life totally immersed in selfishness with blatant indifference to the needs of others. Even the pitiful Lazarus camped outside his own home, who he would see Day after day, coming and going. The rich man then dies and he goes to the depths of hell and he calls out to Abraham, asking him to send the poor man Lazarus, you know, to to deliver him uh, some water. And then we'll then send him to my brothers who are living the same kind of selfish and self-indulgent lifestyles that put this man in hell. And Abraham responds, well, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, then they're not going to listen to someone who's risen from the dead. In other words, they have the word of God. And if that's not enough, to convert their hearts, then neither will be witnessing a miracle. And you know, Kevin, I've talked to people who have said, well, I really can't, you know, decide upon Christianity because, but if I had lived during the time of Jesus, well, maybe that would have been different. You know, if I had been an eyewitness to his miracles, then I would have been able to believe. But as our Lord points out in this parable, when we harden our hearts to the word of God, then witnessing a miracle isn't likely to change that. God reveals truth to each and every one of us in a unique way, perfectly tailored to fall within our own ability to grasp it. But we can't grasp anything when our hands are clenched shut in fits of defiance. God's not going to force himself onto anyone, and that includes the choice to spend an eternity with him in heaven He's not going to force that on anyone. So we can choose to open our hearts to accept him or close him out. So in the end, just as with the rich man, it's our choice. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.